Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. A missionary. We hear that word all the time, but the question is, who is a missionary or what is a missionary? Is it everyone? Is it specific people? And what do missionaries actually do? Find out more today on The Scent Life. Well, welcome back to this version of The Scent Life. Greg, Matthias, and myself, Scott Hildreth, are here in our Scent Life studios on the campus of Southeastern Seminary. I want to talk to you today about a word, a concept that we throw around all the time. Greg, what is a missionary? Charles Spurgeon famously said that every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. <laughs> are we uh, are we going to take to task the Prince of Pe- Preachers today? <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever a good idea to take him to task necessarily, but, but it is a good question. Uh, again, as we talk about all things missions, Uh, related to God's mission among the nations, clearly we have to talk about this term missionary. Right. Uh, It's used a lot these days, and uh, the question is, again, who or what is a missionary? Uh, Oftentimes, I don't know about you, immediately what comes to mind is that that man or that woman that's probably about 20 years out of style (laughs) fashion-wise. They showed up when I was a kid, showed pictures, usually slides, uh, of faraway places, talked about uh, strange foods, and that was really the only concept of missionary. Weird clothes, they live in a grass hut yeah. somewhere in the middle of a place, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was those places that you thought, that's kind of interesting and romantic, but yet I'm pretty sure I don't want to do that. Right. But more and more these days, as we hear this this word or this language, the question becomes, so is everyone or every Christian a missionary, or is that still reserved for someone or right. somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, it was clearly, because we have all kind of languages, and even even famously people say, I'm going to be a missionary too, and they right. name a, a, a place that they work or yeah. a neighborhood they live in. And so mm-hmm. there really is this almost shift I've seen in the past couple of years hmm. where they, it's gone from the missionary is a specialized category of people, almost an elevated uh, group of individuals, now to almost commonplace that there's nothing unique or yeah. special about a missionary mm-hmm. that it's just kind of what a person does wherever mm. they are you know several several weeks ago mm. months ago we had this podcast with Dr. Ben Merkel and he right. talked about the great commission yeah what does the meaning of the opening words of the mm-hmm. great commission listeners you can go back and listen to that if you do a search on our uh, in our first season right. uh, it does the great commission command mm-hmm. us to go or is it merely as we're going right uh does that play into what is a missionary, and mm-hmm. do you also see this kind of this tension? And, and is it a, is it even important that we have this conversation? Yeah, and I think that's a great question, Scott. And, and, and to your initial points, yes, I think all of that plays together. And some of this tension we feel right now, I honestly think, is helpful and healthy. Okay. And the reason I say that is because, and maybe we'll get to this more towards the end of our time. But I do think that as Christians, uh, we are called to certain things, and part of that certain things or that identity, maybe that's a better word, is this missionary-ish or missionary-like things. However, I do think there should be something reserved for those 
that there is a calling, right. there's intentionality, and there's a purpose to what they're doing with their lives. And so I do think it plays into uh, this revival of if you are a Christian, no matter where you are or where you go, there are certain postures and ways you need to live. And maybe that does overlap some with this idea or this term missionary. Right. I mean, there is something that's uh, it feels to me like anyone who's serious about their Christian life, yeah. there's a missionary impulse in the faith itself. Right, right. right? I mean, mm-hmm. well, first of all, we see the clear instructions in Scripture, make disciples right. of all nations. Yeah. Uh, you'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, mm-hmm. the ends of the earth. So there's this biblical impulse. There's also an internal push that, you know, there's so many people who need to know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and as our culture shifts right. and we become more and more aware that the Bible Belt is an illusion and that we are yeah. living among people who aren't believers, then right. there's this missionary impulse that just drives us out. Hmm. And it does leave, I think you're, you're right, to uh, almost a need to rediscuss this term. Yeah, I think so. And, and I'll just put my cards on the table sure. up front. I'm all for keeping the term. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say that, I'm not willing to go to the mat for it okay. because, as we know, Look for the word missionary, that the English word missionary in the Bible. Yeah, is it there? You're not going to find it. Right. Now, uh, clearly there's a background and a backdrop to that word. We get that from uh, the Greek language, mm-hmm. and, and we won't go into all of that, but uh, the, this idea of those that are being sent out. Mm-hmm. And so we see those ideas in Scripture, and, uh, of course, the usage of the word didn't happen more until, what, it was the 1500s sure. or beyond with the Jesuits. Uh, so I think we—I don't mind the term— Again, I don't think it's something I'm going to die on that hill, Hmm. but I do think there's something reserved for those that would kind of put their yes on the table and intentionally Mm -hmm. reorient their lives and even move their family, whether it be honestly across the country or to the nations. And so I, I think there's something valuable about maintaining an identity of missionary, and that's really the best word we have. Now, I know there's baggage with it. Sure. So, I, and I don't know. Yeah, several weeks ago, you know, we had this, uh, we had this podcast where you and me, mm-hmm. Dr. Jim Shaddix, Dr. Yeah. Scott Pace, we discussed calling. Right. And what is it? How does a person respond to calling? And so today's podcast really naturally Flip. flows yeah. from yeah. that mm-hmm. conversation as we really focus our attention on: Is every Christian a missionary? Charles Spurgeon, missionary right. or imposter? Yeah. Uh, others have made similar claims. So what are some characteristics yeah. that we might say uh, should be part of a missionary? As, as you said, we, we both would affirm that there's a unique right. uh, there's a unique type of calling. There's a unique type of, of, of ministry that's the missionary ministry. Hmm. And so let's talk for a minute about that group of people. Okay. And then let's talk about if there's a special group of people that are missionaries, right. does that let the rest of us off the hook, like right. we don't have to do anything <laughs> right, missional, right? right? Yeah. Or is there something that the normal Christian, the person who would say, mm-hmm. I don't, God hasn't really called me to this right. other thing we're about to talk about. Okay. So why don't we talk about that real quick? Yeah, yeah. And, and before we talk about what, uh, maybe what are these characteristics of a missionary, let's just, uh, let's get out in the open. There are some things that aren't true. Sure. Uh, kind of the urban okay. myth of what makes up a missionary. Right. Uh, maybe so you, grass hut, out of style clothing, right. pith helmets, yeah. <laughs> those type of things 
all those aside, what are some other myths about missionaries? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's that person that just is the, what is it, the square peg in the round hole when it comes to their own culture. You know, that they just are awkward. Uh, they can't relate to people, and so they'd probably be better served and serve the Lord better in another place among another people. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't think you have to be awkward to be a missionary. Okay. The other, I think the other would be the person who's just flat disgruntled with the mm, American church. That's good. Hey, I hate, I hate American Christians. They're soft. They're lazy, yeah. commer- consumeristic or whatever. So because I'm frustrated with the American church, I'm going to go be a missionary mm. Because everything is pure and perfect, other places around the world. Yeah, no, that's right, and I think we could we could delve into that all day long. That's a poor reason to go uh, and be a missionary. I think the other is that a missionary is this unique class of Christians that has reached some sort of higher level of maturity or spirituality. And I want to be careful because oftentimes you and I both know in our mm. world and just the job we do and in our churches that we can kind of hold up missionaries and church planters, which I think is right, but at the neglect of other believers. And we'll probably hit more of that later in this conversation. Sure. We just need to be careful with that. Right. And I think another thing that a missionary is not is just somebody who likes to travel. You <laughs> right. know, hey, I like foreign food. I like to get on an airplane and go places. I like to, to, to be in different uh, areas. And so that's a missionary yeah. because I'm a, I'm a travel-worthy uh, hardened person who just likes to travel. That's why I should be a missionary. Yeah, this year kind of put a stop to a lot of that <laughs> So, uh, with all that. And then I would also say a, a missionary, and kind of what I was saying before, they don't necessarily have to re- receive some kind of lightning bolt moment okay. calling from the Lord. Not that it can't happen, right. but oftentimes uh, missionaries I meet, they are just people that love Jesus, hmm. walk with the Lord, and have a real burning concern for the peoples of the world. Sure, yeah. I think that's great because I think those of us who somehow uh, Mm -hmm. receive some type of impulse or calling ask the question, do I fit in these weird categories or these (laughs) unusual categories? Man, I know missionaries who are afraid to fly on airplanes. Yeah, that's right. I know missionaries who are uh, not extroverts and want to just get out and stand on a street corner and preach or Mm -hmm. or that type of thing. So you don't have to be in one of these categories. Right. Uh, to, to be as a missionary. So let's talk then real quickly about then what is a missionary, Greg? Yeah, so I would say a missionary is a, a, a man, a woman, even a family. If you have a family, mm-hmm. it's a family calling that not only has this internal sense okay. of of really a want to go and take the gospel to a, a particular place or a people, but it's not only the internal sense, I think the local church is key in hmm. helping identify and affirm what an individual or even a family is sensing that the Lord's stirring up within them. Okay, yeah. So I think that's a piece of it. Sure. Uh, we, have a, we have an example mm-hmm. of that in the book of Acts, right, where the, right. the church uh, acknowledges mm-hmm. Paul and Barnabas' calling, mm-hmm. and they lay hands on Paul and Barnabas. They send Paul and Barnabas out to serve as missionaries in a location. So we do have this internal compulsion, this shaping, and we do have the local church component. Right, and and I would also connect there, Scott, and uh, and you can help us flesh this out. I think uh, this idea of wanting to be a missionary or being called to be a missionary is connected with some of the things we see in the familiar passages, like the Great Commission sure. passages. What I mean by that is at the center of what they want to do, wherever the Lord takes them, is this idea of 
disciple making, mm. evangelism, getting the gospel out, and then hopefully seeing people built up right. within their own context. I think that's a, a real kind of line of demarcation. It's not just going to live life. Right. But it really is taking the gospel and making disciples. Yeah, I think that's true because there are a lot of things that Christians can do internationally. Right. There are a lot of things that Christians can do domestically that mm-hmm. place them in a context where they're surrounded by unbelievers or people who need to know Jesus. But so geography doesn't make a person a missionary. Right. right. Intentionality makes yes. a person a missionary. Good point. That they are where they are. Yeah for the purpose of seeing people discipled, coming to faith in Christ, discipled in Christ, the church being strengthened uh, in Christ. So there's this this, uh, sense of of internal compulsion, calling, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shaping, church sending me out. I'm where I am for a sense of of, of intentionality. Anything else that you would hang on this idea of definition of of what it means to be a missionary? Yeah, I think there might be at least one more thing uh, before we get into just what does it mean for other Mm -hmm. believers to kind of do missionary-ish things. I I think in addition to what you were just saying, and I want to echo that, this idea of there's an intentionality. It's not just getting up in the morning and doing my normal routines. Like I'm intentionally doing these things, but I think there is a sense of of movement. Okay. And, and again, uh, building back on uh, what uh, Ben talked to us about, mm-hmm. but looking at the scriptures, this idea of there is a go aspect. Sure. Uh, there, uh, for many men and women and even families, it means that, yes, I could be here doing some of these things, but I want to intentionally go somewhere else to a people that may not have access to the gospel, don't understand mm-hmm. the gospel. Uh, to a church that I want to partner with somewhere else, maybe even around the world, I think there is a movement which then would push you across some difficult hurdles, Mm. language, uh, culture comes into play, other worldviews come into play. So I think that intentionality and that movement is at the heartbeat of what makes a missionary. Sure. I think that's great. So just to kind of sum this up before I break, uh, a a missionary then would be someone who— is out of some sense of, of calling or compulsion uh-huh. sent out or affirmed by their church Correct. for the purpose of this intentional purpose of seeing people come discipled, come to faith in Christ, the church strengthened, and they're going, moving right. some other place in order to accomplish this this goal. Yeah, I, I love it. That's good. So hey, when we this is great. So when we come back after the break, we want to talk a little bit about uh, if that's what a missionary is for this, uh, for one type of calling, one type of work, what do the rest of us do who aren't <laughs> uh, sent somewhere else by our church to do something? Does that let us off the hook? So after the break, we'll be back to talk about uh, normal Christians and the missionary mandate. Mm-hmm. So this episode of the Scent Life podcast is made possible by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, The mission of Southeastern Seminary is to equip students to serve the local church and fulfill the Great Commission. Our mandate is to equip all of our students uh, to serve as uh, part of God's mission wherever it is that God places them. You can learn more about being a student uh, at Southeastern Seminary by going to sebts.edu. 
and clicking on our admissions tab. Uh, we have degrees from our bachelor's degree, a master's degree, even uh, postgraduate degrees, all of which are intended to equip you uh, to better serve the local church or to fulfill whatever it is that God's called you to do. So join us at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary as we attempt to be great commissioned Christians and serving God on God's mission. Welcome back to The Scent Life as we are talking today about uh, who or what is a missionary. And so uh, before the break, uh, we were kind of giving our thoughts on key characteristics uh, or markers in someone's life that they would be a missionary. And both Scott and I, we, uh, you and I both agree that we do right. think it's a valuable term. Uh, and, and again, we would uh, affirm that. And there are men and women and even families that are intentionally sent out. Uh, to take the gospel message to other cities, uh, across our own country, but even to the nations. And so now uh, we just want to talk about uh, kind of where we started with that famous quote from Charles Spurgeon that uh, every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. And so what about uh, other Christians? If they are not uniquely a missionary, they aren't kind of called up uh, and sent out, then what about everyday Christians? And yeah. so. What well, do you a, think about that, Yeah, Scott? that's a great question. How are we going to uh, equip the rest of us? Uh, otherwise, that just kind of leaves the rest of us out, right? What do we What do we need to do? So, right. so we talked about missionary. There's this other yeah. popular word that's um, kind of been popularized in culture the last decade or so. And yeah. That's this idea of missional, mm -hmm. which I think is carrying the idea of what do normal Christians do yeah. every day. Yeah that really participates right. in God's mission. Mm -hmm. The tagline for The Scent Life is that our God is a missionary right. God, yeah. and he calls us to join him in his mission. Right. So while there is a special, unique category task for the missionary, right. then there is the Christian who yeah. lives their life on mission. What right. does that mean? What does it look like, you think? Yeah, and that's where I would say there there has to be, if you are a Christian, there has to be overlap with some of these even points we were talking about of who is a missionary, that God has positioned all of you, all of our listeners, uh, whether you consider yourself a missionary or not, whether you are in formal ministry or not, mm. that God has positioned you and placed you in your spheres of influence and in your daily life to be an ambassador for him to live out some of these things. And so I would just say this, that this idea of missional to me is just another word for Christian. Right. I'm just, I don't, I don't mind the That's word, good. but because I think it elevates some things that we lost for a while. Again, I, I would say, you know, I think Ed Stetzer, uh, of course, has popularized this. Uh, I would, I would encourage our listeners if they don't know the name Leslie Newbegin yep. to dig in there. I think he, he really helped out in this vein as well. But I think a part of it is what does it mean to live kind of missionary-ish mm -hmm. <laughs> or missional in your daily life? I think two things, and this should be true of all Christians, that this idea of the gospel and the mm -hmm. mission of God shapes your identity right. on a daily basis and shapes your interactions no matter where you are. And that's so good. I think that's an aspect No, that's of really it. good. Yeah. So allowing the gospel to really shape what we do. Mm-hmm. We're more out, outward than inward focused, I think, is the yeah. idea of being a missional 
uh, a Christian living on mission. Yeah. So I'm, I, my efforts, my intentions, my mm-hmm. uh, my Facebook posts, right, right. Uh, you know, they're all yeah. outward focused, yeah. and they're they are gospel focused. That is, right. how do I leverage my presence wherever it is right. that God places me, yeah. uh, as a way of seeing those who um, uh, who don't know Jesus mm-hmm. come to know Him. Yeah. So my Good. focus is outward around the idea of the gospel bringing people into relationship with him. And we can do that in a lot of different ways, right? right. And that's, yeah. the, that's the great thing that's the about, beauty of it. Yeah, about living life mm-hmm. on mission is that right. there's not one way to do it. Yeah, and so you may not say, hey, for me or my family, we're not, we don't feel like we're being, should be sent or being sent somewhere else, but God has placed us here to live out exactly what you're talking about, Scott. And so uh, let's put some flesh on this. Okay. And, and again, for our listeners that are keeping up with us, uh, I mentioned last week that uh, Scott wasn't with us. He's back this week, and we're glad to have him back. And uh, he's been uh, with his family, yep. uh, experienced uh, kind of grief and tragedy and loss of, of his mom. And so we know this is a difficult uh, season. But but uh, in our conversation, you were just talking about her and her mm-hmm. life and how she really lived out in many ways a Christian missional life. So if you don't mind, share with us what that kind of looked like in her life. Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. Thanks for covering last week as well. So for those who don't know, my mother did uh, pass away a couple of weeks ago from COVID. And uh, so I was out of, out of pocket for the last couple of weeks. But the thing that really came to the surface in the middle of our kind of remembering the work of my mother hmm. is that for years and years and years, my mom, well, two kind of two things. First of all, my mom taught mission friends in her church. That's awesome. And then when I went to her and said, hey, I think God's called us to be a missionary, she said, well, you know, I always want other people's kids to go <laughs> to right. go be missionaries. But the other was my mom was a first grade Sunday school teacher in her Baptist church mm. for 30 plus years. Wow. So you'd never think of a first grade Sunday school teacher in this idea of being missional. And I don't know that my mom ever thought about being missional. Yeah. I think my mom thought about being faithful. Good, good. And yeah. so she hmm. taught first grade Sunday school, and she kind of made it her mission that every boy and girl who came to her Sunday school class would get a, a big boy or big girl Bible. Yeah. She didn't hmm. like the idea of, of kids having Bibles that had pictures on it when they were old enough to read. So she and my dad spent, like I said, three decades traveling all over the city delivering Bibles wow. uh, to kids who had come to the first grade. And the fascinating thing, man, when my mom passed away and her church mm. posted on their Facebook page about her passing, uh, dozens of people mm. wrote in and said, my first Bible came from my mother. Wow. And mm. um, we, we had we had folks who wrote in, her worship pastor at her church mm. post on their Facebook page, <laughs> my first Bible came from Miss Sandra. Wow. And uh, one of the fascinating stories was of a, uh, a kid who said, I was a foster kid in, mm. um, in her Sunday school class, only there for a few weeks. Mom gave, me a, gave him a Bible. Mm. He took that Bible back home, and he led his family to faith in Christ. Amen. From mm. this Bible. Mm. And so the idea, is, the idea of living on mission is being faithful. You never know what God can do through our faithful, intentional living wherever God places you. Yeah, no, I thank you for sharing yeah. that, uh, just reflecting on your mom and I, what a life well lived. And even in our conversation, this idea of living on mission, I think the beautiful thing that your mom being faithful mm-hmm. uh, to to 
her her savior and to where he had placed her and then investing in the lives of others that that had ripple effects and again centered in people coming to faith right. uh, people knowing the good news and so in the words uh, that we started with with Charles Spurgeon I mean uh, her life was was genuine right uh, it wasn't that of an imposter and so the question for our listeners then is we don't know where where you're listening from right we don't know where God has placed you for some of you you would claim the term missionary uh, you've been sent somewhere. For others of you, you really are uh, going into your nine to five job. You're at home with the kids all day. Whatever the Lord has placed you in, He still wants you to live on mission for Him. And so right. it's putting feet to that. How can you be faithful? How can you live either as a missionary or live Christianly, right. missionally, where you are? And so I think it would be a great thing for us, Scott, if, if you want to pray for. Uh, those that are listening today, that they really would grab hold of their identity uh, and then live out their calling, whether that be as a missionary or simply being missional wherever sure. they are. Let's pray. God, we do thank you for this opportunity to think about uh, our part in your mission. Uh, you are indeed a God on mission that those uh, who don't know about the love of our Savior would come to know him and that you are a God uh, who sent your son to seek and save those who are lost. You invite us to be part of that, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful for our listeners, for those that serve as missionaries around the world or even in this country. We pray for your strength, your blessing, your grace in their life. We thank for our other listeners who don't have a particular special calling as a missionary but live Mm -hmm. as part of your mission wherever you've placed them. We ask for your strength and your guidance there, for vision and for reminder. As you lead us to participate in your mission, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being with us today on The Scent Life.